Welcome, parents. Thank you so much for joining us in this first step of baby dedication. My name is Kendra Fleming. I've been involved in ministry to families for almost 20 years, and I'm the mother of four teenagers. I definitely don't claim to know all there is to know about raising kids, and I've made my share of mistakes along the way. But I, along with a few great friends, hope to encourage you and get you off to a great start as you begin this journey called parenting. Baby dedication is more than a great party. Although celebration is definitely a big part of it, you are at the very beginning of one of the most important jobs you'll ever have. And as your church, we don't want to miss this opportunity to tell you some of the really important things that you need to know. Now, this will not be all that you need to know. We encourage you to read books and talk to parents who are a little further down the road. There is so much to learn as you grow as a parent. We are going to ask you to listen to the following three talks. They aren't very long, and there's a simple homework assignment with each one of them. This is a very important first step in the baby dedication process. We truly feel that there are a few things that will matter most in the heart and life of your child. That's what these talks are all about, and we don't want you to miss them. In just a minute, you will hear a talk by Carrie Newhoff. He is a pastor and a good friend. He is also the father of two teenage sons. He has a great message to share with you. So here's the question that I want you to think about as you head into this talk. When you think about the day when your child is all grown up and ready to move out on their own, what do you hope they know? More importantly, who do you hope they have become? Hi, I'm Kerry Newhoff, and I serve as the senior pastor of a church north of Toronto, Canada. But my most important title is actually that of husband and father. My wife, Tony, and I, we're parents to two teenage boys, Jordan and Sam. And in so many ways, like you, other than being a Christ follower, that is the core of who I really am. So I'm very excited that you as a parent have chosen to take the important step of dedicating your child. You're taking the very first step in making the most important investment you can make in the life of your son or daughter. We're particularly thrilled you're doing this because parenting can be so overwhelming. I remember taking, I'm sure you do too, you remember taking your oldest child home from the hospital? Well, when we brought Jordan home, we were living in Toronto at the time, and honestly, I had one overwhelming question on my mind, and it was this, how do I not break him? He was so small. He came a month earlier than we were expecting, and he seemed so vulnerable. And as a dad, I hadn't, like, you know, I'd done courses, but I hadn't really taken any courses on how not to break him. And I couldn't even figure out how to hold him for a while or to lay him down in his crib so that nothing happened to him. I just didn't want to break him. (laughs) Well... Um, Maybe you can relate. Parenting can be so overwhelming. I remember Tony and I, we read articles, we consulted pediatricians. Why? To develop a strategy to get our kids to sleep through the night. It was simple as that. And then there was, how do you get them to eat vegetables? And what happens when they want to exercise their will in a direction that's different than the way you would want them to exercise it? I mean, it's so easy when you're the parent of a young child to be so focused on the day-to-day that you might lose sight on the future. And here's the thing, 
What you are doing right now in the day-to-day is shaping that future. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to encourage you to not only think about today, but to think about the future, to imagine the end, to understand that your little one, as incomprehensible as that may sound right now, will one day grow up. They won't always be this tiny little baby that you're holding today. And I promise you, as the father of two teenage boys, it'll happen faster than you think. And what you do to prepare them for their future really matters. Now, I know that for most of you, you can't imagine that the sweet little baby girl who isn't even old enough to walk or tie her shoes is one day going to drive off to college. I mean, it sounds inconceivable. It's hard to believe that your son, who's trying his best to sit up or take his first steps, will be a senior in high school and asking for the car keys every weekend. That's another world. Um... It's coming. I am amazed as I sit here recording this with you that I'm going to be sending my eldest to university shortly and that my youngest is going to start high school in a few months. I realize time passes, but I had no idea as a parent that it would happen so quickly. I also know as a parent that there is so much to think about. It's overwhelming. I mean, when you start thinking in terms of the end and what happens when they finally leave your care and your home... How do you develop them? How do you make sure that they get all the influences they need to succeed in life? You, you might already be thinking about getting them into t-ball, into music lessons, or the best preschool, and you're beginning to think about preparing them for their future. But if we only focus on how well they hit a ball or on their score on the SAT, we can miss the point. And here's what I know is true. 100 years from now, the only thing that will matter in your child's life is their relationship with God. (laughs) Let me say that again. 100 years from now, the only thing that will matter in your child's life and my child's life is their relationship with God. Now, the temptation as a parent is to think about and plan for what our kids will do in the future. For example, most of us want them to do well at school. I do. You do. You want them maybe to excel at sports or in the arts. And all of us would want them to find good jobs, to find a spouse, to settle down and have a family of their own one day. But for a moment, I want to ask a different question. What if instead of asking, what do I want them to do when they grow up? What if we ask this question? Who do I want them to become when they're grown? You see, when you ask that question, your perspective changes and the priorities shift. When you ask, who do I want them to become, it becomes more important to teach them the things that will shape their character and their relationship with their Heavenly Father. Ultimately, who they are will shape everything they do. It will determine what kind of athlete they become if they're sports-minded. It will shape how they handle success or failure. It will determine the quality of their relationships. And ultimately, it will determine the kind of husband or wife or father or mother or boss or employee they will become. Character shapes everything. And at the heart of their character is their relationship with their Heavenly Father. Everything flows from that. And God so clearly gave that responsibility of shaping their character and their spirit to us, their parents, to lead our children into a growing relationship with Jesus. Our responsibility is to introduce them to a God who made them, who loves them, and who desires to have a relationship with them. Now, when I think about my responsibility as a parent, I love this passage where Moses stands in front of the Israelites. 
rights. He had these principles down pat. He'd spent a lot of time with his heavenly father, and he wanted to define or frame the moment for an entire nation about what mattered most. The audience he's addressing is an audience of parents in the community in which they lived. And he starts by saying that God is the one true God. And then he proceeds to tell them the most important thing that they need to do. And here's what he says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. And then he says this, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And that's from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. Moses clearly communicates that parents are in the best possible position to help their kids learn what it looks like to love God with all of their heart. That parents are the ones who should talk about it when they're at home and when they're driving in the car and when they get up basically all the time. That as parents, it's our job and our responsibility to do the best we can to introduce our children to a personal relationship with their Heavenly Father. Now, as the father of two teens, I promise you I see this so much more clearly now than I even did 10 years ago. With my oldest son, Jordan, heading off to university, I promise you the focus is not actually just on the fact that he gets into a great school. My focus is on who he's going to be when he gets into that school, who he's going to be when he moves into the marketplace and into a family of his own. And at the heart of all of it for both Jordan and Sam is their relationship with their Heavenly Father. We believe that the most important thing a parent can do is to introduce their children to that relationship with their Heavenly Father. Now, I can't guarantee that that's going to happen. I, 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 there's a freedom aspect. My job and my responsibility is to create the kind of environment where that can happen. And that's the end we have in mind. And that's the end that matters most of all to us and to your child. See, as a parent, the focal point you choose right now as you're getting ready to dedicate your child will help you navigate everything you encounter over the next 20 years. Now, that probably sounds abstract. Let me make it concrete. I want to go back to when I was a teenager. I was 16 years old. Well, if I'm going to tell the story honestly, I better tell you I was about 13 years old, but please don't repeat that to your children or to my children. Um, And my dad decided to take me out. We lived in the country on the back roads to teach me how to drive. And we had an old 1969 Buick. That thing was a beast. And uh, I was a little bit excited to get behind the wheel and nervous to get behind the wheel. And uh, my dad, I remember, took me down uh, a country road. And he said, okay, Carrie, it's your responsibility to take over now. And I started driving, and I was a bit intimidated. And I just remember having wanted to drive from the time I could remember. I just remember being 16 going, I'm not sure I'm able to do this. And I remember being overwhelmed by how much there was to focus on. What if a car came in the opposing lane? There was a ditch on the side. There was no guardrail. How do I make sure that I don't go off the pavement and get caught and end up in the ditch? Or how do I make sure I keep the car in the the proper position in the lane? It was just overwhelming. And I was sharing this with my dad when I was almost 16. And, And so as we were having that conversation, my dad looked over and he said, Carrie, this is very simple. He said, pick a focal point on the horizon of where your car should be, like way down the road. Just just focus on the horizon. And he said, your peripheral vision will sort out everything else. It'll sort out um, how far you need to be from the other car when it approaches. It'll sort out where you need to be in your lane. It, it will even sort out whether you're too close to the edge and near the shoulder of the road or near the ditch. And sure enough, I tried it. 
he was right. If, if you focus on the end, if you begin, if you drive with the end in mind, your peripheral vision sorts out everything else. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to choosing a destination for your child. The focal point you choose now will help you navigate everything you encounter over the next 20 years. So the pivotal question is not, I would suggest, what do I want them to do? As important as that is, that's relevant. We're not saying that's not important. But this is the question that might be an even better focal point. Who do I want them to become? And ultimately, you want their character in life shaped by a vibrant relationship with their Heavenly Father. So what steps can you take today that will start you on that journey? Well, first of all, we want to encourage you to pray with your spouse, even right now, this week, for that day when your child accepts Christ. I remember when Tony and I started out, one of the best things we did was to pray for our children regularly. And often those were pretty broken prayers. We'd never been parents before. We didn't know what to expect. Um, But praying together for that day is a very constructive step you can take starting right now. And make this, I would encourage you, a focus of your prayer life, a focus of your heart, and an end that motivates your everyday life. It's not that you're going to be driving to that decision every day, but if that becomes a very important focal point for you, you'll seize moments and opportunities along the way as your child gets older to have those conversations that helps explain what it means to have a relationship with their Heavenly Father. So we would love for you and your spouse to pray for the day when your child accepts Christ. Secondly, we would love for you to take a few minutes and write out a description of the kind of person that you hope your child will become over the next 18 years. Yep, you can include a love of baseball or hockey, no problem. But what we would really love for you to do is describe the kind of character that you hope to see in your child. What do you hope to see? Humility, a strong relationship with Christ, maybe a deep concern for others, um, kindness, a love for truth, a strong work ethic, wisdom. You see, those are the kinds of things that will shape who your son or daughter becomes. Think about the kind of heart that you want to develop in him or her. Who do you want them to become. Over the years, this might become a letter that you would share with your child someday, or it may be something that you just keep aside in a place where you know where it is and you pull it out to remind yourself over the years about what matters most when it comes to raising your child. So this week, pray together for that day when your child trusts Christ and gets to know his or her Heavenly Father. And secondly, as you prepare for the dedication, take the time to imagine the end and write out a description of the kind of person you hope to see your child become one day. Start with the end in mind, not with what you want them to do, but who you want them to become. A letter will help you clarify how to parent today with that all-important end in mind. Now, when you've finished writing down your thoughts, put this paper somewhere where you can find it easily this month, because you'll be asked to bring this sheet to the actual baby dedication celebration, where you're going to be invited to read your thoughts to the family and friends who celebrate with you that day. All of you will have the chance to pray together for your child's spiritual journey over the coming years, and this group will also pray for you to have God's wisdom as you help commit to developing your child's relationship with God over the years. So, parents, thank you so much for listening today and for doing your homework. I want to assure you that you will be so glad that you figured out where you're headed in your parenting right from the start. I know it's one of the best ways to help all of us as parents focus our priorities on what matters most. Thank you.